the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment brought to you by Alpha Site Logistics. Hey, if you're out in Imperial uh, Valley and you're going to do an event and you need support, well, for over 20 years, Alpha has been providing uh, portable t- toilets, hand wash stations, hand wash trailers, shade trailers, dumpsters, and a whole lot more. They're licensed, they know all the permits. It's easy peasy. 760-362-8383. Well, kids, what are you up to? Oh, not a whole lot. A happy Sunday to you. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, there was an off-road swap, show and swap in Lakeside today at the Lakeside Radio. It's open until 2 p.m. Today's it's 12 o'clock right now, so you've got another two hours to make it over the rodeo. $10 entry fee, I believe, is what it is to get in there and check it out. Hmm. Um, Go and and check out some side-by-sides and some motos, and they got a couple things for sale for you over there, so um, we got that going on. Um, We had an election last week. I voted. I voted. Yeah. It was a small election. I I looked at uh I Rand- voted Randy Vopel's uh result and um there was like 24,000 votes f- for him. That like that's an extremely small number of votes. Yeah, Not that, that many people like vote on the primaries. Yeah. It's kind of sad. I voted for Randy. Well, we'll see how he does in November. He made it to the the end. A lot of elections, the top two vote getters at the primary go to the general election. So we'll see what happens. I can't believe that they have up to a month to post the results. To me, that's just crazy. (laughs) Well, it's weird, but you know what? They they get a lot of last minute uh, ballots come in in the mail. And they don't have a lot of people, so they got this mountain of ballots. We never, they had, we never had this problem before. No, before it was out within 24 hours, yep. you knew yep. who it was. Within 24 hours, it's, it's like... If they're it, giving you a month, this the, means they, that you're just opening the door. Month for manipulation. Exactly. So I have no sympathy, nor... You know, I mean... It, it, you see how many people are at the registrar office? I mean, there's plenty of people that'll do it, so... But anyway, well, speaking of the registrar office, Ed informed us last weekend that he had a little issues with his uh, v- ballot mm-hmm. and his last week or week before. So I had a problem that I didn't get my ballot and I went on the registrar's uh, website and they said that I was unregistered. And that's weird because I've lived in the same house for 16 years and I've never missed an election. 
And it turned out that they had sent me something in the mail that had been returned to them. And so they uh, unregistered me. So I had something else kind of screwy happen to me last week. I got my ballot in the mail and I looked on it to see where I'm supposed to go to, to vote. And uh, it didn't say anything. There was no place that says this is where you're voting supposed to be. And you know what? Years back when Trump ran, um, my voting place was the uh, Islamic uh, mosque in my neighborhood. And I thought that was kind of ironic that I went in there to, to vote for Trump. Well, anywhere they can get a primary. Uh... Well, they just need a big location. <laughs> it was, yeah. Any, it anywhere was they can of, get a. It was just interesting. So I, um, I, I looked on the registrar's website to see where I'm supposed to go vote. And I type in my address and I get sent to a sort of an error page and showing for my, my street, Salazar Street. Uh, sorry, we can't find any information for the address you entered. Try entering your address again or check with your local election official. Mm-hmm. If your address is correct and you still get this message, we may not yet have information about your next election. Election information should be available here two to four weeks before your next election. Check back here a little closer to election day. Well, I got this the day before the election. (laughs) And I live on a street that was paved in 1958. I don't understand how the register of voters just all of a sudden has now lost your information and you no longer, you don't have a place that you are Mm -hmm. so. You're officially supposed to go. That is your official location. And I know when you don't go to your official location that there there could potentially be issues if you don't go to your official location. um, So I don't like I've had two weird things happen and I don't know if they have it out for me. If if they're not um, capable of, of doing things properly or this is just accidents. Could it be an accident? Maybe. I don't know. So last week. But one thing after another after another, because you were you were unregistered, right? You looked yeah. it up. You were unregistered when you did it. You but, re-registered. You got your new ballot. And then when you re-registered and did all that, it had your street. You, they but, found your ballot. They mailed you your let, ballot. You got your ask, ballot in the mail. It came to my house. What yes. kind of mailbox do you have? Do you have a secured box or do you just have an old stash? And It's just a thing by the door. Like, Does it go in the house? No. No, it's, a box it's just on the a outside. black box. But nobody the, ever goes the there. Well, it looks like somebody did. We get all kind of packages, you know, from Amazon, eBay. Nothing. I've got goes myself wrong. a mailbox that's that tall. You open it up, it drops down inside, and it takes a key to get your stuff out. Huh. I don't. I, I don't I, think I have that kind of problem. I, I think it's more at the registrar. Of I voters. think it's the registrar of voters. Well, and, but why do they and dump something you? that's going on? It's what? weird. No, it's I weird. would go to the registrar's office and ask to speak to a supervisor and say, you need to explain to me why this is the case. You're a voter. You're entitled to know. I mean, just to blow it off and say, oh, well, yeah, yeah. if all the people that do that, then that gives them the open door to do it all, all day long. I'd be raising hell. Yeah, I would, too. Because that's go- my vote. You have no right to tamper with my vote, my mail. And I want to know how I got taken off the off the list. I need to know, and I ain't leaving till you tell me. I mean, don't you kind of feel that way a little bit? I I do. It feels weird. And then, not, like losing my street, even though my ballot made it to my house, 
That's yeah. I'm telling just, you, brother. It's I'm just t- weird. You know, you know. I know it sounds crazy, but you know, conspiracy theory. But maybe it's because you're so involved within, you know, the government and getting I, on all these boards. I am and, involved in yeah a so variety I, of activities, and they probably. Well, you know they're already. I mean, they, am you I can't on somebody's tell, radar? You definitely are on somebody's radar. You Absolutely. Know I'm vote. Well, I mean, I know it sounds silly, but yeah, it's. Oh, did, but, I t- did I tell you I called? I, I messaged Andrea Kay, mm-hmm. who has the show on weeknights right. on this station, and she texted me and says, "Will you please call my show at seven o'clock?" So you were on. So at seven o'clock, her guy called me and says, "Are you ready to be on the radio?" I, yeah, yeah. How would you like to be addressed? Okay, so I'm the guy on the radio, uh, KCBQ uh, Off-Road Radio. Oh, goody. So he he I, thought to promote I pl- the show. I plugged the show. Thank I'm you. impressed. I plugged the show, and I went on, and I explained my problem. And then she went on to talk about uh, potential uh, voter fraud and things that... Oh, is that why you were talking to her? Because of your voter fraudness? I mean, I, I, yeah. I, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. That's she, what we said. We, that's what we recommended then, him do. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and then she went on and talked more about voter fraud for that segment. So that but, was kind of fun. Yeah. But I'll tell you, there's... So I think I'm going to tell her about this, too, and maybe we'll go on and talk Well, more. just yeah, just say, look, I have some more updated up. news from yeah. follow-up news. Check this out. But now you need, you know, and I, okay, I you go try to talk to the registrar's office, somebody in management. And I will buy you a beer that you'll never get to him. Oh, because I called and I got a nice guy. I, I, I don't know who he was, but he was seemed like he yeah. wanted to help, and he had the computer. But Dave's and he specifically was saying management. I but see. Management. That's yeah. harder. I, well, who do we? Pay, who pays for that? <laughs> we do. Hello. No, I mean, I'm just serious. Well, let me ask you this: Did you get the answer from him that satisfied your your question? Uh, he. He uh, registered me, and no, I got my no, ballot. No, but that was—I haven't called for this. Oh, for, okay, okay. But you got it. I mean, I so I'm, I sh- I'll call them this week and find out why. They're say, oh, my street's calling back again because they're going to see him on the phone. <laughs> why All is right. my street not on? The- Next Thursday, burn his house to the ground. That way, we won't have to send him anything. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to San Diego <laughs> off. Radio, it's Dirt Radio with good old uh, Audrey and Ed on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, I recommended some folks to Wayne Miller Tire because they were looking to get some 37s on their off-road vehicle or their truck and they didn't know where to go. And I says, have I got just the guy? Wayne Miller Tire, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, you better go get those tires now. There's going to be a shortage coming up soon. <laughs> you mean could it be? There already are. I mean, I know. So I'm telling you, if you need tires for your car, you better go pre-order. You're going to need it in the next six months. Better order it now because it's going to take six months to get in. If we're lucky. If we're lucky. But the economy's fine. Not for you to worry. Wayne Miller, Mobile Tire, 619-596-2800. So he can patch a flat, right? If you oh, can't yeah. get a new tire, he'll just fix your old one? Yeah. Okay. So, so while I was, I just a little cute story on tires while we're in Alaska, you know, my cousin and I, you know, we get this little, the Uber guy takes us to the four by four rental and he goes, yeah, you better get one of them, you know, you know, plug kits. Otherwise, you know, going up the, the hall road, he says, I had three flats going up. Oh, wow. I'm going three flats. 
I said, they ain't crawling around out there, and you know, cause no place to pull off, you know, unless you drive <laughs> forever. So I'm thinking, well, jinx the shit out of us. Why, you know, come on. Right. So the rental place threw in a sp- second spare tire just in case. Didn't have any problem at all. But if Wayne Miller can make a bucket load of money out there, let me tell you. Well, you know, ice road truckers out there, you better be careful. <clears throat> yeah, uh, duh. <laughs> I don't know. You know what scares me about Alaska? The, the state bird is the mosquito. Well, you know, it's right. He's absolutely dead right. And that was so funny, too, because that's all my cousin kept saying. Be ready, dude. Be ready, dude. They're going to haul you away because they will literally. And and we only one area did we see him stop, take our picture. And about 15 of them jumped in the in the vehicle with us. We got him out. Just roll the windows down, go 900 mile an hour. But he says, I cannot believe we're not getting inundated. I just cannot believe it. I said, I'm just totally thrilled. You're not going to get an argument out of me. Then one nails him on the thigh, and the blood comes up through his Levi's. <gasps> through his pants? Oh, man. Through his Levi's. So that wow. goes to show you what kind of skeeters they have up there. Yeah, I've been up there, and they were terrible. Oh, my God. I didn't have they a... They eat me alive. They were horrible. Well, that's because you're we, sweet. We came to yeah. a stop in the rent-a-car. The, the, the air was kind of gray, which is kind of weird. And we, I come to a stop and I look at the window on the driver's side and there's a dozen mosquitoes bouncing off of it immediately. Oh, yeah. Trying to get oh to it. Oh, my like, gosh. And that's just that one square foot. And like to get out of the car, I, I'm not getting out of this car. Somebody told me that You're there's. Me itchy. I need a bathroom. Somebody told me there's a product that what they do is they take and they soak their clothes in it and then they let their clothes dry. And then you can walk through any swarm you want. They won't come anywhere near it. But he didn't tell me what the product was. I mean, this was after Hopefully the fact. Hopefully it's not toxic. I don't know. It but, sounds like it had to be. But, yeah. But you're right. It, that is the, the bird of the, of the country. <laughs> the, the national bird. So we talked about election. And, and it seems like there's some screwy stuff going on. But they did have an election. And mm-hmm. there were results. Uh, well, Governor Newsom got 50% of the vote. And there was about a dozen people that ran against him, and I think nobody else got more than 2%. Well, no, the, the, the Republican, I forget his name, got like 12%. So he's governor. So he's governor. Brian this, Dale. That's who I voted for. Brian Dale. But see, yeah. there's yeah. no way. You, Senator Dale. You know, I would have, then I would have bet you another $50. There's no way Newsom's getting out. No, he's, I mean, only 6% of the, of the state is Republican. I just don't understand it with as many that that we had, uh, how many signatures we had for the recall and everybody that's so upset right now. And even the fact that you have a a lot of Dems that are just super upset. Um, You see L.A.'s changing and L.A.'s going red because they're upset. And yeah, but but see, the thing of it is, it's the way I mean, trust me, it's not a fair election. You, you didn't see Newsom getting upset. You didn't see Newsom out there. He know. wasn't even sweating it. No, he he's it. not. He knew. He, he, knew. he knew he was going to make make governor again, and he'll be president. You know, hopefully not in my lifetime. That's his goal. No, seriously, that's the goal. Oh, I believe you. And I mean, he, destroy, he destroyed Sacramento. I mean, San Francisco as, as the mayor. And now he's destroyed the state. Well, he hasn't. Let me put. Let me rephrase it. He hasn't destroyed it. He's changed it to what the left wants. A lot of good people are leaving the state. That, that's annoying. Yeah, but it's. Yeah, I know. But I didn't even think about the governor's race. I, I knew he was not going to lose. I mean, I already knew that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's unfortunate. So, but. so something that I can celebrate is that there's a, a position called controller. That's like the state accountant. Right. 
and this guy named uh, Glazier ran for controller. Right. Now, Glazier was, is a state senator. He's about to term out. And he's the one that carried that bill to lose the portion of Carnegie State Vehicular Recreation Area. He's the one that carried the bill for the state to dispose of that land, to take it away from the off-roaders. And so he's terming out. So he decided to run for controller. And, you know, in in this election, the top two vote-getters go on to the the general election. Uh, This is the primary. And so Glazier got fourth in the election. And so he's out of a job. Oh, okay, good. So we're kind of celebrating that. Uh, Brian Jones uh, ran. And he got uh, the most votes. He got 54% to um, another guy got 46%. So in his district has changed. Mm-hmm. All the districts are, mm-hmm. are readjusting. So uh, there's a good chance Brian Jones will what be about, representing. Uh, what about Fletcher? Okay. I'm, oh, uh, you're working your way down. I'm working my way down. He's there. So this guy, Matt Gunderson, uh, narrowly uh, won uh, his... And he's a Republican running for state Senate along the, the, the San Diego County coast from Orange County all the way to La Jolla. Kind of a weird district. Uh, he won by a small amount, but uh, he ran up against two Democrats. And it looks like it, it, the Democrats split their vote. And so I don't think he'll get it uh, in uh, November. But you never know. Randy Vopel. He uh, didn't get as many votes as Marie Walden, Waldron, uh, 37 to 62%. That's kind of interesting. I thought Randy Vopal would be a shoe-in, having been an a incumbent for I don't know how many years. Uh, Nathan Fletcher, he got a lot of votes. He got 62% compared to Amy uh, Reichert, got 29 what? And then an, another woman got uh, about 10%. So Amy's going to go on uh, up against Nathan in November. Oh, okay. So so Amy's in there, and she's uh, endorsed by the San Diego County Republican. And the San Diego and, County and, gun owners, and, yeah. And a lot, and the state Republican also right. is, is behind her. Well, so she has a big uphill to climb. Yeah, she hasn't. I mean, it's, it's tough. The and, state is not going to change. I mean, gas can be twenty dollars a gallon, and either. The, but see, I don't think the I don't right. think and the then, Democrats are are for. I really think they want to change, but I don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah, I mean, they're they like change. Well, because you don't have to show an ID. You know, you can vote with they, no dates. They want gasoline to be expensive. Right. They're doing everything they can. To I make don't. It. I put gas in my car. I put $85 in my little car the other day. Well, the gas right now is, I was over right off of Greenfield, and it was seven eighty six. Seven For mobile, regular, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hold, I thought I paid a lot at six thirty. Oh, no, no, no. No, the one right next to the eight in Greenfield right there. Yep. Right. I just drove by yeah. it. Yeah. Out in East yep. County? Mm-hmm. Holy mackerel. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a lot of. Oh, and it's, go, it's going up. You're going to see probably by the end of summer at least a minimum of eight. Yep. That's crazy talk. It's like race gas. But nobody cares. I mean, it's perfectly okay. The left to, and look at the traffic. That's it's, the insane thing. These people still are still traffic. driving like crazy yeah. out there. 
Mm-hmm. Big diesel. I'm riding my bicycle to work next week. And well, look at diesel well, you, you fuel. You want to talk about that? My brother's in the military. He's a chief in the military, uh, in the Navy. Yeah. And a lot of the military service members and a lot of the volunteer firefighters and a lot of other um, volunteer um, police department they pay their own gas. Sure. There is no fund for them uh-huh. that pays that. The military guys that have to drive to a certain part on the base, they have right. to drive their own car across base to get from one or point to the other. Or if they live off base, if they um, live off base, they got to pay for all their own fuel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's... But... But it's... They don't care. They're going to... But see, the only, the only problem I have with this scenario is, okay, fine. We'll stop burning gas. How do we get from point A to point B? I mean, how much electricity is Can there? you afford a $60,000 electric car? No, they're already no. looking at rolling brownouts and rolling blackouts for this. Well, and you want us to go to electric vehicles when we don't have the grid to support our current electric. But you don't even, you can't even afford an electric vehicle. I no. talked to Chevrolet. I said, where's a $10,000 electric uh-huh. vehicle? He goes, what are you talking about? I says, if you're going to make us, I mean, not you personally, but if you guys are going to make us run electric, the guy at McDonald's, even at $17 an hour minimum wage, cannot afford a 60 or four. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. $40,000 electric car. You still can't afford it. That's still a lot. I mean, a $25,000, just a basic transportation car. But they've got Needs this. to be available. And then we're going to go buy oil from Saudi Arabia. Mm. We're sitting on more. I thought we were energy independent. Do we were. Not too many years ago, we finally like crossed that threshold well, of course. where we made... We had all the oil we we could we, burn, and we yeah. have. When I was in Alaska, I drove past the oh. the pipeline. Really, and what an interesting concept! This this pipeline that goes from one end of Alaska to the other. There was I learned so much about it. It zigzags. Mm-hmm. It sits on Teflon pads. Yep, because it moves constantly the whole time oh, with mm-hmm. thermal contraction. Yeah, was, and expansion. I mean, and they said that, and they, every, they run it above ground because they don't want to freeze the ground. Well, they, or they do don't that want the frozen ground to, but some slow of it's it underground, some of it's above ground. I mean, it was the most that part of it. You know, it was interesting. really interesting. Did, did you stop and put your hand on it? I actually have a picture of me holding the pipe up because it was oh, heavy. Because you're strong. <laughs> um, did it feel hot? No, I didn't touch it. What are you crazy? I don't know. How says close can you get to it? Close I am to you. Okay. <laughs> oh, now you got to show us the photo. I don't know. I think, I I think it gets hot from all the, the force well, of the runs, fluid moving through it. And then it showed these little things that run through it to clean the inside Well, they got to keep it warm, right? So it has the, the additional cold, movement the to, to will... keep pushing it through. Yeah, exactly. I think they put like a ball in it between. See how heavy that yeah, bearings. Be- yeah, yeah, yeah steel bearings. It's a ball. It's it's a it's a weird machine. Yeah, wow, that's a big big tube there you're that's standing big, under. But it's a unit. It's about this big, and it runs through and it cleans the walls and. But you got to be careful with the. I mean, and then there were there were some pumping stations along the way, like a little city. Where there's no cell service. And I'm thinking, well, if you work for that company and you made somebody mad, that's where they're going to station you. Because you're out there in the middle of... You're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But I mean, it, but the whole idea of it... But no, we have, we have more oil and, and we have more underground just in Alaska alone yep. that would take care of the United States. But the, this administration... They don't want to lose Texas. It. <laughs> they refuse. Well, look at yeah. You know, there. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. You listen to S D O R C Dirt Radio. 
FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by... That would be Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. Tell them about it. Primary Residential Mortgage, Inc. out now. Piney's here to help you with any of your home loan needs. Chris Wiley, he's an off-roader like us. He's an honest, reliable guy. Go ahead and give him a call at 619-722-1303. All righty. So we were talking about the election, and yep. I don't think anybody's surprised as to how it shook out. And, you know, that's fine. I mean, we, we kind of I'm disappointed. Yeah. Um, moving on, though, the, we had a couple of big things this weekend. Um, the uh, Baja 500 just happened. Oh, and good. Yes. And so there was, uh, um, you know, my my favorites, the McMillans, unfortunately, had issues yeah. and uh, failed out, right? And sometimes those vehicles, those trucks have problems. Yeah. Those quarter, half million dollar They've trucks. Been- Oh, yeah. They have been running that ever since I've been living in San Diego. The McMillans are out of East County, and um, Andy McMillan actually just posted on his Instagram that they are looking for additional race prep help. So um, Mm -hmm. if you've been in the industry, you've been around, you know how to build, you're interested, um, by all means, Andy McMillan, reach out to him, Google him, and Maybe you can help them uh, Oh, no, this is mechanic work. (laughs) Unless it's like coordinating the parts and stuff. Well, they they do need help with with off-the-shelf stuff. Ordering and inventory. Yeah, I mean, this was specifically a parts mechanic. They, they need, they need a, race a prep help and and to be a mechanic on site. So you'd be oh. a chaser and you would be race prep mechanic. So well, that would be I, fun to do for no, a year or two. No, I had a te- not, not your whole you life. No, I had a technician that worked for me, and he got hired by Walker Evans to do oh, the five hundred yeah. uh-huh. thousand. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I said, you're really going to give up almost six digits to go do that. Oh, yeah, but I'm going to, I'll be making so much money. Oh, no, you don't make money. And all I have to do is, all I'm going to do is build trannies. And I'm so excited and diffs. It's an experience. It's not a moneymaker. Three years later, I run into him at an independent shop. I said, hey, hey, how'd the Walker Evans thing went? I would never do that again in a million years. He had me do everything from making sandwiches to building differentials to washing yeah. trucks to yeah. pumping up tire. I go, did that's I not you tell do. you? Did you not What's listen? That's off-roadix. That's racing. And that's, you're working 20 like hours a day. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. the tough part. I go, well, you made enough money to buy a home. Where do you live? He said, I didn't make any money. I, mean, I, I, said, I tried to tell you. You wouldn't listen to me. It's all about the lifestyle, though. But it's you, a different experience. But I got a walker. It's a hundred percent a different experience that you you yeah. can't get anywhere it, it's else. A, it's There's a nothing buck, like it. It's a bucket list. The rush, the the views, the trails, all the way through traveling from one side of Mexico to the other side of Mexico, and there's nothing it, like it. No, there is too. It's being behind the wheel of the race truck. Oh well, yeah, that's why I want to see Audrey. <laughs> Not. Doing the tail end work, but anyway, I had a, I, was, I had such a good time grinding on him. But I got a fender mm-hmm. with Walker Evans signature on it, nice. hanging in my garage. Nice. The only way I'd let him take my tech. Nice. He laughed. <laughs> I'll send you a fender for that. I'll send you a fender. It's worth it. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, I mean, I I don't know what to tell you, folks, about the election. It is what it is. You know, we're in a democratically controlled one state. It is. Yes. 
right. Baja well, 500? Yeah, let's go back to Baja. I, oh, That's I'm, more I fun. Digress. Racing. Yeah. Um, I just, so, Bob uh, McCochran won Mc, the race. McCracken. Uh, McCra- uh, McCracken. McCracken? Yeah. I, think I thought it was McCarran. McCarran. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Rob McCarran. Yeah, I've met him in person. It's Rob McCarran. Okay, anyway, he won it. He won the race. Yes. He always wins. He's like 57. Oh, he's, he's older. He's than an that. older guy. I think he's a little older than that, maybe. He's, what it's he's been racing for a long time. Well, he's well, been racing he with the McMillan, didn't he? Him he and did. him and Brock, they did it alone, didn't they? They, did. they yeah. Iron Man it basically. The top three all soloed, and and third place, who is an icon in Baja racing and in racing for decades, was uh, Larry Rosler. Yeah, got third place. Yeah. And was, was last that, year he was in. Was that Larry place. Roslin? Rosler. No, Larry. Oh, L-A-R? Okay. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. Rosler. Yeah. Uh, who was running second in the leader. Uh, who won motorcycle? He Ironmanned it, too. I didn't know Larry. I didn't realize Rosler Ironmanned it. Yeah, how about motorcycle? Uh, a team of four led by uh, Juan Carlos Salv- Salvatera. S- Salvatera. Yep. Uh, three of the riders are from uh, Spanish-speaking countries, mm-hmm. which is... Pretty cool. Pretty yeah, interesting. They're never going to get lost. They can have perfect. Okay. From Argentina, Bolivia, and Mexico, and another guy from the U.S. To uh, the Veladosas place. I I don't know. They were I, in the top ten. I interviewed that family when the son had, wasn't able to drive. He wasn't old enough to drive. I had him on on another t- radio station, and I used to bring him in before the five hundred and the thousand. And that's when the father would come in because the father. And I says, well, he was racing. I go, when are you going to let the kid have the truck? He says, when he learns to drive. <laughs> and the kid get all fired up. Now, <laughs> the dad's basically, I think, retired and the kid's doing all the driving. That's awesome. Great family. Great. Just a great family. Yeah. And that's what, mo- that's what off-road racing is all about. It's all about family. It sure is. You know, because without it, you'll never make it, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. My favorite, Wayne and Kristen Matlock. You've had them on KUSI a couple of times. They race the side-by-sides, husband and wife. They compete against each other all the time, and (laughs) they take their kids out with them, the boys. I love them. I love that family. It's a great family. It's a huge sport to be in. Who else? Yeah, the other standings. Those that play together stay together. For the first 35 years of Baja racing, the motorcycles won the overall. They would... I remember looking at the results, and I'd compare the times of the first motorcycle to the first four-wheeler... And it was about an hour difference. Right. But now, and they let the motorcycles go first, right? Yeah. yeah. I bet they're not. I bet that's not the case so today. The, <laughs> so I, I, I compare the times this year, and they were the first motorcycle was about an hour behind the first four wheeler. Mm-hmm. And those trophy trucks have come a long way. Yeah. And even with four riders switching, and you know, riding a motorcycle is a lot more tiring than driving sure. those trucks. Those trucks have like thirty six inches of wheel travel, if not more. And they have these big, very expensive shock absorbers. And they're just... just thousand to a thousand horsepower. Cruising down the roads. Unless you make a mistake, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. hit, like hit a chuck hole or a boulder. Well, it takes a lot to mess up those trucks. Yeah. They, they do mess up. No, no, I, but, I mean... But it takes a lot. They had one down at El Cajon Ford, and it was the owner of the L.A. Dodgers. And it was his personal truck. It was all painted out Dodgers. And when you get up close and personal to those things, they're as wide 
is like three of your Suzuki's. <laughs> they are so wide and so tall and so long, and the shock travel is like feet. It's not in inches. It's yeah, in they feet. Have three feet of travel. It's just insane. The, the, the motorcycles have one foot of travel. And then when you ride inches. driving it, I mean, you don't even feel it. You know, I mean, it's just. It takes a lot. It takes a mountain to push you over. So I have a little story about Baja 500 because in the 90s, I used to do these races in Mexico called the Ducati Enduro. And that was one of the hardest races in North America. That was over seven hours of riding as hard as you can. Well, I, I would, I, I finished five of them and I finished around 38th to 40th out of 120 starters. So I was competent. That's good. I wasn't a star, but I was a, a guy who could ride. So yeah. I brought one of my buddies, Jeff, one year, I think in 96 or 97. Jeff, he's going to do it with me. So we, and we don't do it like together. You, you sign up and you get your minute. So um, Jeff had a good race. And, and Jeff was racing mountain bikes then, and he was really fit. He was a lot more fit than I was. And he ended up getting 14th place. Oh, First wow. time he ever rode in Mexico. Wow. Got 14th place. That's fantastic. Pretty cool. So uh, this guy that we both know, uh, Freddie Willard. I was a, a longtime Baja racer. So he was putting a team together for the next Baja 500. The Takati Enduro is in April. So two months later is the 500. So they invited Jeff to be on the team. So I went with him to the team meeting and I took him down to pre-run. I gave him one of my bikes to ride, XR600. And he rode, he had a, a section through the pine forest. So those of you who don't know Baja, the center of the of the peninsula, there's a forest, there's pine trees, and it's slower through there. And so Jeff said that when he went through the pine forest during the race, there was a guy trying to pass him the whole time. And it took him like 30 miles to pass Jeff. Well, that guy was Ty Davis, who ended up winning numerous Baja races. So wow. pretty impressive that he held off Ty Davis. So he was in the 250 class. So he rode a 250 motorcycle. And usually the 500s would win. And that was in the days when it was only two strokes. Mm. Yep. Jeff got, his team got six overall, first 250. Wow. And Jeff swore he would never race down there again. (laughs) So they had a bike, they had a YZ250 with a WR, a wide ratio transmission. He said that thing would run at 100 miles an hour. So imagine riding on a dirt road you barely know. You've mm-hmm. ridden it once or twice in pre-running. He and says his sleeves are up to his elbow. His goggles are smashing his face. And he's in the race. Like, I got it. I can't let off. Mm-hmm. I got to go. And he's holding the throttle wide open. Oh, so maintaining it was terrifying. 80, 70, 80, 90 miles an hour the whole time. He said that bike was perfectly built. This guy, Tex, oh, built it for him. It was perfect. It could just barely pull the top RPM and top gear. The gear ratios and the mm-hmm. power... The suspension, everything was, was just perfect. And wow. he had a great day. He got his trophy. He goes, I'm never going down there again. That's it's funny scary. they say that, and then about six months later, a year later. Because, see, we have a tendency they, to forget they, yep. the oh, negative. And then go back. And, and all we remember is the, the glory. Oh, my God. Women have babies, second and, and third kids. Oh. <laughs> um, hey, I rode with a lady at Uber <laughs> in Alaska. She's <laughs> maybe a couple years older than you. you got eight kids. Oh, oh, my geez. God. I said, I girl, I said, do That's you need to know how... My I cousin said, Dana has eight. Do you know where babies come from? I said, you need a TV? I mean, I'll buy you one if you my, want. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin Dana's 42 years old and has eight kids. Good Lord. Yeah. You know Marty Smith, that the 
motocross champion, the great American who passed passed away away. recently. He was uh, drafted on a Baja 1000 team. And he said, the only way I will go is if a helicopter follows me the whole way. Because you're way out there. And if you get, you know, the time is of the essence if you get hurt. And they said, okay. And back then... There were no helicopters down there. It nope. was a big deal to get a hel- to get yep. permission to have. So they did it. They got a helicopter. He raced, and his team won the Baja One Thousand. So and he nowadays, got a helicopter. every yeah. top team, every big trophy truck team, there's yep. a helicopter following them. Sure. Well, you know what also cool was this weekend that you don't have to be as professional. You don't have to have million dollars for your race prep and your team and everything and what you can do. What you know what be? else was this weekend that you can go out with, you know, start with 500 bucks, throw 500 bucks into it. And you go out and have one of the greatest times off road and clean up a bunch of trash along the way. The Gambler 500 was this weekend in um, Oregon. The Gambler, oh, in the Oregon. Gambler 500 is one of my favorites. You, you know buy about a five hundred dollar beater it. car. You spend five hundred dollars. Oh, a car, put, not a oh, motorcycle. Yeah. Oh nope, any car. It doesn't matter what the car. It doesn't matter make model. It doesn't matter five hundred dollar beater car. There's Pintos. There's Civics. There's um, rental there's, fleets. Yeah, the I they think the Crown Vic is the most. Yeah, they put big tires on it. Maybe a lift. That maybe. would be fun to see. And yeah, you just it's cut away so the body. fun. So oh, you just fits. cut away. Oh, people, d- they well, do that's like the some lemons. of the craziest things. Yeah, they do some of the craziest things yeah, building the, out. Yeah, the, the lemons, their lemons kind of have a race like that where you can actually bribe the uh, uh, the coaches or the bribe the, the officials with money and booze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, let's take, let's take a quick break. I think we'll stick on this subject right here on <laughs> FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This segment's brought to you by S&S Magazine. Go to SSORM.com. Stay on top of what's going on in the off-roading community. Steve and Sherry do such a phenomenal job with it. They have a classified section. If you want to sell something, you can buy something. It'll keep you up to date on what's going on out in the East County Dunes. Uh, what's open, what's closed, where you can go, where you can't go. Uh, it's it's huge. So check them out at ssorm.com. ssorm.com. All right, we're looking at gambler videos. Are <laughs> showing me pictures of the cars in it? And boy, it looks like Mad Max. Uh, anything yeah. you can find crazy. around your house, anything you can find. It's pretty much what it is, is Mad Max. And yeah, Mad just Max something people. laying in your anything backyard. Anything you can find in your backyard, what you got, and, you know. Spray paint the car. Uh, I yeah. think the big wheels, the tires. Oh my Bolt goodness. on and Look screw at these on tires. anything that Well, you, you got to cut the, all the fender wells you out. You got to cut the fender wells these out. Are, these Usually are not got a wheel tires. spacer and... And no, but look at those tires. Well, yeah, those are what tractor tires. Uh, they're or? like off of a like a not a bulldozer, but something that you know, like or like a bobcat, you know, that works yeah. out in the woods. Well, there's no rules. Yeah, there's no rules. Yeah, there's no rules to the cars. That's the rule. Yeah. There's no rules. Yeah, that'll get you down the ice road. Uh, boy, it'd shake your eye eyeballs out. <laughs> look, at, look at this. this. Is a van? They cut the entire top off the van. And and had a, a <laughs> custom roll cage from the top of the windshield down to sure. the back, and then put Do it in it. It's its, own, it's its own mutter or, machine. Yeah, um, that was a van. That was a van. Yeah, a that was one of those. Uh, 
Wow, now it looks like a, one of those <laughs> Tesla trucks. And it's probably a front-wheel drive unless it's a Chevy or a Ford. Front-wheel drive, two-wheel Most of them are two-wheel drive, and you'd be surprised. They go everywhere. Well, sure. They don't, you know, And minimal. what's the goal of this race? Is it to win just the to have race? Fun. No, it's just to have fun. What, they you, just you give mentioned you, trash. They give you waypoints. They give you, so they have this new app that they started, and I love this. I have this. They have this new app that they started. It's called Sons of Smoky. This is the one for Oregon that just went on this weekend. And what they do is they go around, they find trash, they collect trash, they bring it back they uh, they try and bring back as much trash as they possibly can if you're in a you know vehicle you know your little miata there's a lot of miatas there's a lot of saturns there's a lot of pintos so you're in a smaller vehicle you can't get the mattress you can't get you know uh-huh. you can't tow the car out you can't tow or get the dresser out you drop a pin in this app which is called sons of anarchy where that trash is and then the other gamblers race to get it and get it out and um they, it's known for um, we should a, have that in our A desert. lot of the trash. Oh, I can't even believe that app. I want to use that app. I want to start that. I need. We need to grow that as much as can we possibly we can. An app it can't be and work out limited something? to just. Um, or can we just do another portion of this app? You know, and turn it into just anywhere, like a tread lightly thing or something like that, mm. that Ooh. everybody can have access to, that we can utilize for this. I mean, um, last year alone there was different. Um, they put on Gambler 500s throughout. I mean, it's growing in popularity. Um, before it used to be like fifty to one hundred vehicles that would show up. Now you're getting like a thousand vehicles mm. that are showing up. And it's all there. over wow. the United States, and it's all over the United States. It's grown over the years. So um, Southern California has one. We have one that they also kind of turned into like the Broha here, um, where they go out and they kind of set up a course, kind of give you a course with waypoints and stuff, and then you stop and pick up trash along the way. But it's again, it's a it's a free for all. You come up with the crazy Mad Max, you know, the best creative designs that you possibly can you win trophies off of that they give out you know different little remembrance things and See, it's, a, it's good, a lot of fun that'd be a good s-e-o-r-c yeah but three last year what was it i seen the thing 300 um I don't know why it says cubic tons. Ed said it can't be cubic tons because that's a different, the volumes of it. But well, they say cube 300. Cube is volume and tons is weight. So they're different. It yeah. could be metric tons. Metric tons, 300 metric tons of could be. trash across the yeah. United States that was picked up and removed okay, out of so the deserts and forests and um, different. Uh, but that's, but that's pretty, still a lot that's of trash. That's huge. To pull that's out. a and lot we love of pulling trash. trash out of those places. That's mm-hmm. what Nobody we likes do. to see it out there. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, so folks, check it out. Maybe you've got a car in the garage or in the backyard that you could turn it into. Yes. Sons of Smokey is the new app um, that that they're using for it. And I think that's just absolutely amazing. We need to get that across the United mm-hmm. States and so that we all have access to it and that we can all share in cleaning and keeping Mother mm-hmm. Earth clean. That would be fun to um, see that app working. Go out there like, oh, look at that big... What did we see? We saw a sofa, a couch that when we did the painted gorge cleanup. Oh gosh, it was an entire living room setup. It literally (laughs) was, yeah, it was the side tables, the TV, the TV stand, the couch. Um, It was literally an entire living room setup that somebody, yeah, there was a lamp that got, but it was all (laughs) shot up. Yeah, but somebody, oh, it was shot up. Oh yeah, it was all shot up. They'd all, it shot the pieces, you know. Shot and junk and Yeah, the side tables were just shot all, it was 
horrible. But before and after photos, you can see our before and then see our after after we took the the deuce over there and we got well, everything all loaded say, up into the you loaded yeah. everything into the deuce. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to Wymore Products in El Centro, David <clears throat> Byram and Wymore Products in El Centro. It's a metal shop out there, right? Um, and he brought his uh, uh, six by six out and um, his his deuce and, and that thing will go anywhere. We loaded. You yeah. let us drive that. That was a neat vehicle. Oh yeah, I yep. Mean, it's primitive. Drove one in the army. He's taken out cars out of Plaster City. He's taken cars out of Painted Gorge. He's picked up so much trash. Um, I just love that man. He got the one out of um, last year for our lost lizard. Somebody called out a, a Saturn that was in the wash um, that was oh broke down and shot up in the wash that somebody left. Um, and why one of our checkpoints over close to Huff Road. Um, and so it was the wash next to our wash. They had gotten off course and, you know, which is not that much. You don't really, it's not, you can't really get lost out there, but they were in the wash next to the wash that we were running and found a car. And so they told us and they, you know, told us the general location of it. So we went out, we found it, dropped a pin, sent it out to, uh, Imperial Valley off-road recovery, which is David Byram and Wymore products in all Centro. And David went out and picked it up and, and got it out of there for us. So. Now he has a brand new Saturn to drive to work. <laughs> With uh, real bullet holes, not the stickers. There's <laughs> a new gambler right there. Absolutely. <laughs> Just the engine swap. So tomorrow, the California Fish and Game Commission will be looking at the Joshua Tree for a potential listing. Mm. Joshua Tree, there's a lot of them out there in the California desert. Mojave, there's millions of individuals. And the the group that's uh, pushing this, they th- that made the uh, the claim, um, the, the listing uh, petition, the Center for Biological Diversity. Uh, it's an organization that is widely uh, not liked by government agencies. They are very sue happy. And their goal is to um, two things: they want to control the land, and they want to make money off of the Endangered Species Act. Right, yep. So they know that if you list a, a species, if a species gets listed and you sue the government uh, related to that species, and not only if you prevail, but if you get the government to change a regulation, you get legal fees back. Mm. And this organization has a lot of lawyers, and they're looking for endangered species claims all over. But to get more claims, you need more species on the list. And they have a list of hundreds of species that they have petitioned to get on the endangered species list. And one of the ones they're really pushing is the uh, the Western Joshua tree. Now, one reason they're going after the Joshua tree is because it's all over the Mojave Desert, an area where people like to off-road. They like to go um, driving, and they have a lot of racing out there. And so we, th- th- they, they don't like us driving vehicles in the desert and it's it's almost like they've never been to the desert you ever hit a joshua tree in a vehicle no it'll destroy your vehicle really so what makes you think that off-roaders are gonna run over a joshua tree well they're not claiming that off-roaders they're talking about climate change and believe it or not fires will damage those trees. oh i know yeah yeah you know why there's fires because there didn't used to be fires out there but there's 
new grass that grows that's not indigenous to that area. Hmm, I wonder why there's new grass that grows. Was it some reason that they brought in the grass because they said that they were doing work out there and the workers were were causing too much dust in the air, so they decided to bring in and plant grass, and then the grass just kept growing, and then guess what? It's overtaking a lot of the indigenous plants Is that like like cutting down eucalyptus trees at... Oh, uh, Oceano Dreams oh, is that on the same It's pretty much vein. the same vein. Or, <clears throat> they're trying to improve it and they just screw it up. Every time, because they don't think down, ah, screw it, I run the show. So uh, these- <laughs> uh, Become a member of SDORC, $25. We need your support. Become a sponsor for our, our commercials for us. www.sdorc.org. Info at SDORC. ORC.org. If there's an issue going on, let us know about it. All right. Thanks, guys. Had a lot of fun. Don't go anywhere, folks. Yak Radio coming up. Some more news from Plano, Texas on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.